0: Welcome back to Let's Talk, my name is Jonas, and with me today is Dennis, and this is going to be our second try at filming our Friday the 13th
1: Rankings video, because Dennis was very unhappy with his last one. Uh, yeah, I sure was. Um, I We recorded it, spent 45 minutes on it, had a good discussion, and then I went home, and I second-guessed it, watched the whole series through, and I have a lot of changes, so that, that hmm. one might not make, uh, or might not see the light of day. Uh, because I think it would upset a lot of people, and it upset me. So John was gracious enough to give me a second try. I am a gracious man. I'm a gracious, humble host. <laughs> so we're going to be following top ten
0: show rules. So I used to watch a podcast called The Top Ten Show, and they just did top ten lists. And they had rules where, essentially, they would trade one apiece, and if, like, one of the films was higher on the other person's list, they would punt it, and they would talk about it at the higher point on the list. Seems simple enough. Did the show with Matt a couple times, and he just could not wrap his head around that. So, luckily, Dennis is slightly more intelligent, so he kind of got it the first time I explained it to him, like most people seem to get. So, we're going to just count down our top ten Friday the 13th films, and Dennis,
1: what is your number ten? So, my number ten... And this is one that actually previously did not make the cut, because two of the Friday films will not make it since then.
0: Yeah. There's 12. They never got the 13, which is just
1: incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Real swing and a miss on that one. 14 years. They could have just put out one. Maybe one day. (laughs) One day. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. (laughs) So my 10 is um, part five, A New Beginning. Ooh. Where do I have that on my list? That is way higher. So that's a punt. (laughs) All right. Your 10?
0: Friday the 13th. The original from 1980. that is a punt. that is higher on my list as well. Figured that. So what's your number nine?
1: Number nine uh, is part
0: seven, A New Blood. That didn't make my list. So that's one of the ones that I had to leave off because that's Friday the 13th, Firestarter. And... <laughs> <laughs> This is the one where she gets telekinetic powers and it's a really, ah, uh, I mean, it's still got the 80s stuff, but it just doesn't work, but it's your choice. Your choice. You go for it.
1: So yeah. And I remember from our last discussion and honestly, a lot from our last discussion, I went in rewatched and took a lot of what we talked about. And this one was higher originally. It is lower now at number nine for me because you're right. It is pretty rough. The acting is rough. The telekinetic powers, weird. The doctor guy is a dick. The whole story is just bizarre that she brings him back to life by being mad at her abusive dad, and it's weird. The reason it is 9 and not 10 is Part 5 was actually a good movie. You were not wrong about that. It was good, but we'll get into that. This one was the first appearance by Kane Hodder. This is the one. I I looked it up to confirm from our last discussion, and Part 7, A New Blood, first Kane Hodder, and I think he's awesome. I think he just is like that guy who played Jason really, really well, and I think that gives this a little bit of a nudge. He definitely has the best mannerisms of Jason,
0: especially compared to the early Jasons, where they're just kind of walking around, and you're like, oh, that just guy's just a big, dumb
1: idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so that's why it made 9, just because of Kane Hodder, and I'm 99% sure that's correct, but obviously throwing this out in the public forum. If I'm wrong, and he is from Part 6, I apologize, but I'm pretty confident. Part 7, Kane I just Hodder watched
0: Jason show. Lives, and I did not say his name in the credits anywhere, so I'm pretty okay. sure you're right. So that means that my... Number 9 is Jason Goes to Hell. Now, did that crack your top 10 yet?
1: So, we can talk about it now because it did not. So,
0: you rewatched watched 10. this and it still didn't make your top 10? Did not. Wow. Okay, well, I have defended this movie in the past. Now, this is a very, very bad movie. So, <laughs> what happened was, so after Part 8, uh, Jason takes a ferry to Manhattan. <laughs> they decided to sell the rights Paramount to New Line Cinema, who owns uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And this is the first film they put out. Kane Hodder is in this movie. But they decided to throw all logic and any continuity that they had in this franchise just out the window. Basically, Jason is, I guess, an entity that gets transferred through the big giant worm that goes body to body. (laughs) Uh, Now, all that stuff is extremely stupid. There's a character in this movie called Duke. I kind of like him. He's a bounty hunter. Strange guy, though. I have a lot of questions about why he dresses the way he dresses. I guess he heard Bounty Hunter and he thought, oh, well, they were big in the 1800s. I'll dress like a cowboy. (laughs) And... (laughs) in this movie like the violence though is really good and I also really like how this movie is shot and the ending the very end of the movie with Freddy's hand coming out and grabbing Jason's mask and taking him to hell and setting up Freddy versus Jason 10 years later
1: (laughs) (laughs) took a little bit to get there yeah Um, I did take your advice and I rewatched it good and um, I went in with an open mind because before I really dunked on this I hated this movie so much I thought it was the dumbest thing they've ever done and um, it is still the dumbest thing they've ever done. I don't think that you will even deny that. Oh, I it's by far the dumbest thing they've ever done. <laughs> I'll say it shot well. I think the opening scene with the undercover officer in the cabin and then blowing him up, like that whole thing was insane. I have questions about that, like how
0: they lured him in there, What they had an entire team of agents come out there, they had to get this girl to come in there and be like, oh, you know what he's really into? Women will look like you, so we're going to put you in there. And he's,
1: he's not going to want to fuck you. Yeah. But he's going to want to kill you, and that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. And then I was thinking that, too, because I'm watching, it, and, like, you put this undercover cop in here, and she, like, takes a pretty major spill off, like, a second floor balcony oh, through a table. she was close
0: to death. I'm like, yeah. And- she
1: was very close to being killed. <laughs> so I think, one, they botched that. But my other question is, they literally set up a million floodlights. They were, like... 300 police officers outside machine guns grenade launchers so did jason was jason in that house and they knew that when they set this up or did he just walk by that line of people to get in the house and they let him in first they were like no let him go and let him think he's gonna kill this woman." Then when he comes outside, we'll blow him. Which just
0: lets you know that Jason, at the very end of things, is a fucking idiot. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, that's fair. He's easy to catch. He's just very hard to kill, and yeah. and this movie really shows that because you think he's dead. Like, I mean, I, the guy eating the heart. Like he's just looking at it, like, oh my god,
1: <laughs> that looks delicious, <laughs> and then he just goes in on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of that, and then they threw in that. He had a sister, who had a baby, and oh the baby, god. it just, they, they went... What about the sand hands coming in from hell? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. they went well beyond, and listen, this whole series, as with all slashers, there's a lot of leaps in logic, a lot of holes, but you overlook it, because for the most part, it's not that glaring, it's like, ah, eh, all right, we can kind of forget that. This one has so many leaps, and it's just, it, like you said, it takes everything that happened in all the movies beforehand and said, nope, those don't exist. Now, this is what Jason is, and it was a huge miss for me.
0: Oh, I, I get that. I get it. I'm one of the minority in the people who like this movie, but I also can fully admit, it is an atrocious movie. It's just from an entertainment standpoint, not and just sitting there thinking the whole time, like, how did this get made? It really is impressive. So, what's your number eight? My number eight is uh, part two. Part two. Uh cool. Well, that's a slight, slight punt, because my number 8 is Jason X.
1: Uh, That will also be a slight punt for me. Okay, well then that brings us
0: to number 7, where we can just talk about Friday the 13th Part 2, because that's my number 7. That's your number 7. Alright, so since it's your number 7, I'll take the the lead on this one. So the reason why I like Part 2 is this is the first time we actually get to see Jason. And I also think that this one is Kind of well made and well shot. Like, I really love the opening of this movie where we just see Jason's boots. I mean, I don't know why, like, that one kid, like, pulls out to him. No one questions why a guy in a burlap sack and uh, overalls is walking around with one no. eye hole. But <laughs> I love seeing the leaves around his boots with the wet street and he goes mm-hmm. in and kills the girl from the first one because this is where that all got started to wear. Yeah. Let's kill the hero, the one survivor from the last movie. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's just cut off any loose ends. And that's the thing about Jason. He never leaves any loose ends.
1: <laughs> yeah, he sure doesn't. He um he is not afraid to get in there, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, the last girl, hooray. You know, I think that's the horror trip, the final girl. Yeah. Jason looks at that, and he's like, yeah, you'll get away this time, yeah. but not forever. We're ending this movie, but <laughs> we got to cut you off at the beginning of the next movie. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you, though. I think it was shot really well, Um, and it is only, you know, this is year seven, my eight, so... I think you'll understand my when we get to my seven. But I like this one because, again, it's Jason. The only reason it's so low is, and we had this discussion before, could they have picked a smaller guy to play Jason? I know. The guy who plays Jason is really not
0: good in this movie. This is what I'm talking about, especially in the early ones and even in part three. The guys who play Jason are just not great at all. And this is also the one where we find out that Jason has a lair and a very nice shrine to his mother's head. Yeah. And I actually like the third act of this movie, too, because it's really just a one-on-one fight between him and that girl for mm-hmm. about 30 minutes. And she comes up with a good idea. She's like, you know what Jason really loves? His mother. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put this sweater on and I'm going to try and soothe him. Uh, he almost falls for it, but,
1: you know, it comes around. Yeah, no, and I think that you're right. I think this is the first time... It's first time we see Jason, and it's... I mean, also the first time we get this trope of his, which everyone in every subsequent movie tries to do the Jason mommy's talking kind of thing to fool him. Oh, my God, I know. I know. He always almost falls for it, but this girl did it good, throwing the sweater on, talking to her. The whole thing was done very well. Um, and I do think this was a final girl scene that you're like, yeah, alright, she you know, she kicks ass, she runs, she hides, she she gets the better of Jason a lot of ways. So I do think you're right, the last act is really, really well done. I think this movie was shot better than the first, I think a lot of the story's a little bit, not necessarily, it carries over, but a lot of it is just a little bit better in my opinion. I think you get that, you know, because technology gets better acting, and it can yeah. work, and the story develops a little more, so it does get a little bit better, but again, I just can't get over I mean the guy who plays Jason had to be like five foot two, ninety seven pounds, and just the and the part where he like runs into the room and like really goes like this with his one eyeball at the camera, <sighs> I, you look at that and you're like you want to laugh. You're not like oh my god you're gonna th-. you're like oh, all right
0: dude. They go. clearly didn't have the, even like an idea of where they were gonna go with Jason yet. Not yeah. until they get to three. Like they this is like they were gonna probably try and commit to this and then yeah. I think enough people are like well why does he have one eye and because yeah. they literally abandoned that that whole yeah. one eye thing in the next movie. Like he's got two working eyes, but in this movie when he pulls his mask off. You're like. Yeah, no, that right eye. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's your, that's my number seven. And did you say your number seven yet? No,
1: my number seven, which we can talk about now, because I believe you had it already is the original 1980. Okay. So this did move down your list a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now I have this at 10, mainly just because, um, you know, it's directed by Sean S Cunningham, the original Friday the 13th director who worked with Wes Craven actually on the last house on the left. Yeah.
1: Which is pretty cool. Uh, that movie is also just a lovely romantic story. Uh, you know, I Honestly, all, we have a lot of lists coming up, and uh, Last House on the Left, and I Spit on Your Grave, and those kind of movies were in the uh, you know area, and I can't even talk about them because uh, they are just violent, and they get into some territory that it's not, you know, like, it sounds wrong to say this, but watching people get, like, stabbed and cut up and shot by, you know, harpoons and all that stuff, I'm like, alright, whatever but some of the stuff that happens in like Last House on the Left I don't I like do the old kid like plug your ear cover your eye kind of thing I don't want to see it because it feels real yeah and uncomfortable yeah Yeah. I have a movie when we get to
0: our 70s list that we'll talk about in our future video Mm -hmm. I have a movie that's like that but it wasn't The Last House on the Left but the original Friday the 13th it's just a, you know, straightforward slasher. And everyone always assumes that the killer is Jason. the Friday
1: the 13th franchise, but no. Yeah, no, it, it ends up a uh, big surprise, surprise, if you haven't seen it. Spoiler, it's his mom. Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> she is pissed because all the counselors were fucking well... Her son was drowning. Mm-hmm. So she's back, and she's back with a vengeance. I think this movie, it was, I think, a part of my top five when we originally spoke. It dropped a little bit only because, I mean, you could tell, like, it was low budget. It oh would, my they, god! They didn't know what they were really doing. A lot of the effects. I am a big proponent of um, actual physical practical practical, practical effect. effects. Like I, I know you did a video recently reviewing a movie where you mentioned that too. Like practical effects is way better than CGI. But some of them in this you see clearly, like, okay, that's not their body.
0: Oh, the worst is Kevin Bacon. And Tom Savini, who's the king of practical effects, did this movie. Yeah. And, yeah, like, you can tell that it's like a dummy body when the thing goes through his neck because the skin doesn't match his head. Like, you can see the the fade into the fakeness and you're like, okay i get it it's 1980 that's probably and they had no money and you could just tell also that like when they're doing the kills and it's all in the first person shot and it's just like all right i'm gonna set the camera up just act really scared and
1: we're gonna put five minutes of this in the movie yeah <laughs> this mean, the time <laughs> it, in that first one we get that the kill on the woman uh she's like in the bathroom i think right and oh uh, i
0: actually kind of like the lead up to
1: that with the rain outside yeah that. that's great but the yeah. kill itself where she just like grabs the wall, she's like, "No!" Yeah, and just waits to die. Yeah. Instead of, like, kicking, point nothing, she just sits there and waits to get killed. And I'm like, I, I, some of that stuff takes me out of it. It still is a little higher up on the list because it's the original, it started it all, it'll always have a special place in my heart, but it did drop significantly from my top five to my seventh slot because it it's just kind of, you know, it's older, and you can tell that They kind of were just throwing everything at the wall to see what stuck at this Mm. point. The twist ending helps it work, and then also child
0: Jason coming out of the water and... Why grabbing not? that girl which again i have no idea how he's like 12 years old in this movie and then he's like 35 in friday the 13th part 2 yeah i mean
1: he one i mean a beautiful kid looks great coming looks, out of that water he's cup. doing well for himself yeah mm-hmm. really i well, mean mm-hmm. he lived under that lake 30
0: something years right yeah yeah no so,
1: doing good but um <laughs> yeah it dropped a little but with that what's your uh number six my number six is freddie versus jason that is a Humongous punt. Okay. What's yeah. your number six? My number six is Jason X. Jason X. Well, that is. What was that in mine? That was number eight. So we could talk about that now. All right. So this was originally a little higher. I think it broke my top five as well the first time we spoke. Just outside of the top five. However, I still think that is better than all the ones before it because this is just one of those movies where. It knows what it is. It knows what it's doing, and it doesn't care. It is almost—it's like kind of where Jason is in that comedy act, where you're watching not because you're scared of him, but because you just want to see him kill some people, and they really dive headfirst into that. Oh yeah, that's basically what this
0: movie is. Is like, you know, it's kind of—it's weird how this movie exists. It came out in two thousand one, before Freddy vs. Jason, but after Jason Goes to Hell. Mm. There's no reference to either of those movies. This movie is just a standalone jason movie where basically he got sent to the future because he ended up on the spaceship and they didn't realize he was there then they defreeze him and you know people i think it was people were having sex around him or something that kind of like set him off like he's like oh shit (laughs) like are they doing what i think they're doing they wouldn't dare yeah they know who i am right i have three bugaboos you know don't do drugs don't have sex and
1: you know especially don't do it in the woods around me but you know what I don't got any woods. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, it's so bizarre. I think, so it starts off with, like, Earth. Yeah. And they have him locked away. And then people want to, like, take him to study him. He gets frozen in the cryogenic accident. And then, you know, it's like the year, I don't remember, like, 2346 or whatever. I, it's ridiculous. They revisit Earth, find his body, bring him back, and they're, like, thawing him out. And I think you're right. I think some of the students were, like, making out and getting ready to bang. And just as, like, then you see, like, his fingers twitch. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, I can feel the sex in the air as yeah. coming to life. <laughs> And then he just goes to town, I mean, the one kill where he puts the woman's face in the tub of like, um Oh, I
0: love that. What's kid. the... It
1: freezes it. I yeah. Like, dry nitro, ice. Yeah, dry
0: yeah, ice. Nitro something. Yeah. It yeah. makes it super cold enough to freeze it. Yeah,
1: freezes her and then smashes it, shatters yeah. it. That's hilarious. The I bean,
0: mean... Uh, the sleeping bag kill, which is a throwback, which is on the future planet where they have the... They have it, like, fucking set up to look like Camp Crystal Lake. And this is where we get Jason and future Jason with the fucking cool-ass mask yeah, on. Yeah.
1: The, yeah, the robot or the cyborg Jason. Cyborg like, Jason. All steeled up and which everything. Which lets you know. me
0: know that these filmmakers knew what movie they were making making which is an over-the-top cheese fest and that's all you're there for is for the entertainment because if you're going for a logical
1: story there is no logic here no (laughs) and i think that's the reason it fell out of my top five it's still high up because honestly you watch it it's a good time you're gonna enjoy it it's hilarious but this is one of those ones where like you said it's not a part of the series it's a standalone you have to go in not expecting anything to tie into past or future movies jason x is all on its own it's a good watch but if you're looking for like something to continue and push farther along the story, it is not for you. That's and not this film. That's why it dropped a little bit and is not in my top five. Alright, well, the first one in my top five, and I know you're going to say
0: punt on this one, Friday the 13th, 09. Yeah, now big time punt as well. Yeah, I figured that. So what's your number five?
1: So this is your number five. I'm going to just write that out here so that I know when we get to it. My number five is part four, the final chapter where we first get Tommy. Alright, well, that's a punt for me. Okay so what's in your number well then we're at my number four and this is
0: Friday the 13th part three or part 3D
1: ooh tiny little punt okay tiny tiny so what's your four my part um, my four is part six Jason Lives Okay, well, that's a punt. All right. So then my number three we're
0: up to then, right? Is part of the 13th, part five, A New Beginning. So you see that this is very high on my list. That went from my 10 to your three. Yeah, and I right. I understand that I'm one of, like, six people who like this movie. And let me explain. So first of all, this movie... Actually, I just had a review of this movie come out today. This is about Roy the ambulance driver, not Jason doing the killing. So Roy... He has a son. He seems to be a little bit mentally challenged. He's living in an orphanage. Somehow, Roy lives in the same town, driving an ambulance. He doesn't check in on his son. His son doesn't know he exists. Uh, But he knows about Roy. And he I mean, he knows about his son. I think his name was Joey. And Joey or whatever his name is, gets killed by this guy Vincent with an axe. Puts him down. And then Roy shows up and he sees his son's dead body and this sets him off. He's like, what? My son is dead? How am I ever never going to see him again? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, okay. Well, now that's it. You know who I'm going to take the place of? I'm going to take the place of fucking Jason. Everyone blames Jason, and they'll believe it's Jason because Jason always comes back to life. But I'll do a little bit of changes. I'm going to take the red off the mask. I'm going to get some blue stripes instead. And I'm just going to do the exact same thing Jason does. So then basically he goes on a killing spree, this guy killing out everybody. Juana, man. A uh, bunch of other people get blown away, like guy driving a Dodge Charger, a Challenger really nice with a porn star mustache. Yeah. Doing coke in the car. Like Hell yeah. This movie, why I like it's, so- much, it feels like an 80s slasher movie. Right down to every single trope. It's just a lot of fun. And you don't really need Jason in a lot of these movies. Jason's just an entity. He's just walking around killing. You can really put anyone in those suits. So I kind of actually
1: enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, so that's actually, um, this was one that didn't even break my top 10 when we first spoke, but now it did break it uh, at number 10. Uh, It's number 10 because it doesn't have Jason, and I know that that's kind of nitpicking because he does wear a mask and he is killing everything, but it's not Jason, and it really is kind of, again, like we talked about Jason X, a standalone um, where it's not really, like, there's no connection between, to me, we had this discussion part four with Tommy, and part six with Tommy. Five is just kind of in the middle. It's not continuing any story, it's just kind of there. He's kind of in it, but it's like the mute thing, and you know, it's just The Tommy thing really pisses
0: me off in the middle of these movies. Now, I love the Tommy Jarvis trilogy, the final chat. Actually, if you look at it, those are my top three movies, but Tommy is played by somebody different every time, and he's played different every time. He's played by Corey Feldman in the first one, well, part four, and then he's played by, I don't know what this guy's name is who never speaks in this one, and then he plays the kid from uh, Return to the Living Dead in part six, Jason Lives, Mm. and each time he gets a little bit older, but these movies came out within four years, like all three movies within four years. Yeah. So I'm like he doesn't even, like, there's no continuity here. (laughs) And that's the biggest issue. And five, they just completely ignore. They pretend that movie just doesn't exist because so many people hate it. And I get it, but I don't hate it.
1: (laughs) I I don't mind the twist ending of it not being Jason. And that's why it ended up in my top ten because it's not a bad movie. It really isn't. A lot of the kills are crazy. The storyline is fine. I just feel like what comes after it really diminishes it because then the tommy story after is so much better that this movie almost shouldn't have even had him in it no i it, don't understand
0: why they did that other than to have a connection to jason in the last one because they do have cory feldman at the beginning of this movie yeah like to show us that like that's tommy tommy's eventually going to grow up and he's just not going to speak anymore
1: yeah and i think it, had they done something a little different where maybe they Uh, you know, Tommy maybe was just in the beginning, or maybe not even in the beginning. Maybe you go through all this stuff, and you just have this whole story happen exactly how it happens. And in the end, you have maybe a clip of Tommy in the psych ward, and he sees the report, oh, Jason Killings or whatever, and then that sets up six. I don't think you need him as a mute, sitting here terrified of everything. I, I just don't think it adds. I think it takes away from the Tommy story. But again, I really don't think it was a bad film. That's why it did jump up into my top ten, finally, because it really is—it's a good movie. It's—it's it's really enjoyable. It's totally fine to watch, um, but I just don't think it's worthy of what is this your number three, three slot? Yeah, that's a little high for it.
0: I get that. So what's your number three then, if you're gonna?
1: My number three is Part 3D. So that was oh, a okay. slight punt.
0: Yeah, that was very. Low. I like Part 3D, but why do you like Part 3D?
1: So in rewatching it, this was a little lower on my first list, but. Um, I guess I was a little harsh based on memory. Um, the Jason... Now, listen. Jason doesn't really come into his own until, like, 6 or 7. You know, I think 6, he gets to be zombified, and, and that's 7, 8, like nine, yeah. yeah, he gets to be a monster. In 3D, he's not bad. I like he gets his mask, and obviously the 3D effects... Are awful. Just the corniest things you've ever seen, but it's still Jason it's the first time we get hockey mask Jason and i think that if you're someone who's looking to get into friday the 13th and like you don't care where you start 3d is not a bad spot because all these films you mentioned it in a couple of your other movies most of them start off with the first like minute and a half is The last movie.
0: Yeah, they do a recap. And I actually like... They did this all the way through, I think, A New Beginning, and then they stopped doing it. And Mm -hmm. I think the reason is because in the early 80s, there was no VHS players or Betamax players yet. Mm -hmm. So if you miss the movie, and they only come out like a year apart, it's like... If you missed it, well, we'll recap what happens at the beginning. And then you got, you're all caught up. And this is the movie like, where they really start to get like the layout of what a Friday the 13th film is supposed to be. Yeah. We meet our kids in the beginning. They're going to camp. We get this asshole Shelly who's trying to impress everybody. Oh, and he's just coming off really annoying and like a sad sack. That's why nobody likes me. No, nobody likes you because you're a fucking dick. Yeah. And then when he eats it, actually, I think he gets the, uh, the actual mask from him. If he I'm does. Correct, right? Yep. So the original mask comes from this douchebag. And when he eats it, though, like... And no one believes it, because you're always the guy who cries wolf. Think yeah. he's faking.
1: <laughs> well, because there's that one scene, remember, where he, like, yelps or screams, and they come into the room, and he has, like, his throat cut, and he falls to the floor. Yeah. And everyone freaks out. They're like, oh, my God, he's dead. And then he gets up laughing, and everyone's like, dude, you literally joked before with, like, a mask and a knife. No one thought you were funny. Now you're gonna pretend to be dead with these effects on your neck? Like, fuck off. We don't want to talk to you anymore. So then when he does die... He's like, and the one woman yeah. goes, oh, yeah, haha, real funny. He just walks away. Yeah, and then he dies. Yeah. But, you know, the 3D effects, but I also we also get, like, an
0: 80s gang in here wearing leather and fucking Love bananas. It. And then they eat it, too. But I, it's just that's leading right into all the 80s tropes, man. Like, these yeah. guys, they're mad because Shelly knocked over their motorcycles. So, yeah. you know, that's a, big, that's a big sin in motorcycle gangs. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do not touch the bike. No, right? and but, he doesn't get that. <laughs> no, yes.
1: I, I do think that's why it's my number three, because genuinely, with the recaps in the beginning and stuff, This is where Jason, like you said before, it's Jason. It's Mm -hmm. the tropes, it's how the film's laid out, it's how he kills, how everything unfolds in every other movie after this starts here at part three, in my opinion. So that's why it was my number three. That makes sense. So we're up to your number... So Your number two. My number two is Friday
0: the 13th, the final chapter. So this was uh, where on your list? Uh, That was my number five, actually. Okay, so you do like this one. So this was actually supposed to be the end of the Friday the 13th franchise. They wanted to end it. Uh, I don't know why. Paramount, for some reason, was getting embarrassed about these movies. So they bring Tom Savini back in to do the effects, because he wanted to be the guy who killed Jason. Uh, We get uh, Crispin Glover in here doing a ridiculous dance. Dude,
1: I rewatched it, and the, like... Yeah, I don't understand. I, oh, God. I just... I got, like, a headache watching it. <laughs> the whiplash that he puts into his neck is insane.
0: And why? And why do that? I, I um, don't know. Dude. I don't know. I guess that's just the 80s. But, I mean, that guy, the whole movie, he's just worried about getting laid because the, his one friend's making fun of him. Who's the one who ends up not getting laid? Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. You know, yeah. he's like, they call you a dead fuck or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> whole movie. Yeah, and that, then he eventually gets laid. But, of course, Jason does not take kindly to that. And one thing about this movie, it's really a continuation of of three so three all the kills happen at the camp jason gets sent to the morgue he wipes out everyone at the morgue and now he's going back to crystal lake but not going to the camp mm-hmm. he's going to like houses on around the lake yeah. so these kids are staying renting a place next door to a family that lives here one of them is the jarvis family so you got tommy his sister his mom and what do you know jason's on a killing spree again in this movie what i really love about this movie is numerous times jason refuses to use
1: a door Dude, he, he blasts through walls. Like, yeah, <laughs> and when you say blast, you are underselling. Behaviors. He, the wood explodes. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he hits it and, no, oh, it falls off the hinges. He hits it, and this thing, you would think someone put some C4 in the middle and detonated because this thing erupts into a million... And it doesn't even face him. He just, like, poof, and then just stands there. Doesn't care.
0: Yeah, he waits and stares at them, like, what's
1: your move now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got inside.
1: Yeah. Where you running. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I, I agree. This movie, uh, again, is in my top five. Actually, the Tommy Jarvis ones, which I see where we're going now for your number one. Yeah. Um, that was my, you know, five and four of these stories. Because I think, of the entire franchise, the two best and most cohesive films are five and six with little Tommy and then not mute Tommy. I think that, and this one just, it sets it up perfectly. I think um, it's still haunting the image at the end where he, he shaves his head. his head all weird and comes down. Like, and we get the classic, which carries over into you know five and six, the die, die yeah. scream when he's chopping them up. Like so much was set up by this film. And you know, Jason, the characters played really, really well in this one. Again, I think that this film is solid. And, you know, I could see why it's up here for you. It's just I have a couple that... Don't get that. Yeah, Yeah, I get
0: that. I get that. So what is your number two?
1: My number two is your number six, my friend, and that is Freddy vs. Jason. Wow, this got really high on your list. It did, and it's because I rewatched it, and I will die on this hill. This movie is fantastic. I know there are people who, again, will try to find holes and leaps in logic and all this stuff, but honestly, Freddy is sick in this film. He's all-time funny. Jason in this one, I think also kinda, he's not the zombified Jason we're used to, but I think he takes a really good form, and he's scary. Like, he's got the dopey look with, like one eye open and whatever, but he's a big guy who just doesn't care and kills everyone. I think the story makes sense for Freddy to like search the depths of hell, for someone to help bring fear back, and he finds Jason, totally makes sense to me. A lot of the, the effects are great in this one. Freddy is pretending to be Jason's mom, and he's like, they're gonna remember, and like morphs back into Freddy. That was done really well. I just think overall this film, and it might be recency bias because effects got better and whatever, but I really think this film is just awesome. I know it's technically not a Friday the 13th film, but even if we did a Nightmare on Elm Street film, this one like listing this would be high up too, because this movie is just awesome. It's a great showing for both of them. Yeah, one day we got to talk about the Nightmare films because I think we have uh, we lean the same way on those
0: movies where they're just they're ridiculous and yeah. all over the place. But yeah, this I think counts as both a Nightmare film and a Friday the Thirteenth film. And I think you're right. The way you were while you were talking, I was thinking about it. Like they kind of take like the best form of Freddy and the best form of Jason from the franchises because you know they get a little too stupid with Jason by the time we get like seven. And an eight, yeah. and then once we get to like the Friday the third, I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street. By like five, he's just a fucking just a joke of himself. Essentially, he's just yeah. a satire of what uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Friday Krueger should be. Yeah, but like in this movie, it's just a lot of fun. It's got that like blue early two thousands effect over everything. Yeah. Um, the only thing about this movie is... And, you know, it's what you expect. The teenage actors are all horrible. <laughs> yeah, You're really there to see the fight between Freddy and Jason. And they live up to it. You know, they fight in the dreams. Then they fight at the lake.
1: And really, they both come out on top at the end, really. Yeah, no, and I think the fight scenes between them, I mean, especially in, I guess it would be kind of the last act, when they're finally at the camp and they're brawling, when everything's on fire, we get the, you know, Jason blows through a wall here, I think. Not even a door. The wall he blows through. Oh,
0: he's blowing through things. Yeah.
1: He, he hates doors. Yeah, I think he mm-hmm. walks up, sees the knob, and he's like, that's a sign of disrespect. Yeah, like, just either you have it open,
0: or I'm going to make a door.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that final fight is insane. It's bloody. It's great gruesome. Every even the deaths of the final people there where the one kid gets thrown into the wall and he gets spiked by that shelving unit oh, through no. his back. Oh
0: there yeah. are some good kills in here. There's yeah. a
1: really good obviously I think the best kill though is the one in the bed
0: where he splits the bed in half. Oh my, my god. god, that is crazy. I've actually seen a making of and how they did that in practical effects. Yes. It's yeah. awesome. Right? There you go.
1: <laughs> I think that's one of the better ones. I think it's hilarious Jason in the cornfield. At the party oh, when they I set him on fire. That's
0: so actually that's a great so that's a great looking scene because they do kind of kind of have like a helicopter shot or a crane shot looking at the field and I'm like oh my god that no that is perfect yeah
1: so that's why it's so high up I know technically it's not Friday the Thirteenth and I know it's you know the recency bias and you could say it's cheating because technology but genuinely that's a mm-hmm. film where if anyone sat down with me again just like I said part three if they were like what should I watch I'm like honestly Freddy vs Jason is definitely high up there that's one of those ones that just to me, it, it hits on all cylinders. So
0: that means that my number I just figured out what your number one is, and we're about to go to war. Yeah. Because my number one is Jason Lives, which is by far the best Friday the 13th film, because this is pinnacle Jason, pinnacle 80s. This is when we bring Jason back to life. Tommy Jarvis, you know, just couldn't leave him dead. He's like, I have to make sure, so I'm going to go dig up the body. And he fucking puts a spike in him, and lightning strikes him, and now worm-covered Jason comes back to life. And he's out there hunting again. I love the opening with the rain effects and everything. Mm. like It looks so cool. Then it goes into uh, a James Bond opening where he cuts the screen and it's in his eye. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so they know exactly what movie they're talking about. And there's even some cool transitions because we get to see the kids at camp. And, uh, we never see that stuff. I yeah. love all of that stuff. Jason is just huge and big and menacing. We get the Alice Cooper man behind the masks on. We get the head through the fucking side of the Winnebago. One of my favorite kills in the entire <laughs> franchise. And then Jason again blowing doors up when the Winnebago flips throws the door out and jumps out of the car accident and just keeps walking Yep. the sheriff who doesn't believe anything even though he's been proven time and time ag- again they changed the town's name still
1: crystal lake though it's not forest green uh i just i love this movie i have to watch it every year i so i agree and this was way lower on my list it is my number four and to be honest with you it was close to being number three for me But I just, part 3D, you know, he gets his mask. There's a lot to it historically for me that makes it a little higher. But this film, I respect your decisions here. It is, you are right. This is the film that I thought was first Kane Hodder because it's the first kind of big, imposing Jason. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is yet, but it's definitely set the groundwork for Kane Hodder to step in. And I agree with you. I think this, like I said before, between part 4 and part 5 and 6, we could have cut 5 out. If we went straight part 4 to part 6... This little two-film thing would is peak Jason. I think it's fantastic. The storytelling's great. Kills are fantastic. I, everything about it is fantastic, and that's why it is at my number four, but it just couldn't beat out my number one because we've had this discussion, and I think it's superior, but I will give you... This film is fantastic and to be honest with you before we get into my number 1, oh, I'm ready for your number 1. Most of all of these films actually pretty much all of them with the exception of like my 9 and 10 could pretty much be interchangeable up to my top 3. They're all so good and when you rewatch them you really do realize, wow, you know what? Maybe I was a little harsh on this one. This one's way better than I thought that you know, it, they're all a good time. All 12 of them, that's one thing that, even before we get into number one, and I'm gonna knock your number one like crazy,
0: I still <laughs> love all of these movies. All 12 of them. I think that they are the most consistent franchise in the horror genre, just except for the Scream franchise. Yeah. Because the Scream franchise, all those movies are actually good where you can argue these movies aren't all good yeah. but they're entertaining. Yeah. And they know what they are. They're just there for you to have fun. You're not supposed to, like, really dive too much into the logic and the continuity of these because if you do that, you'll make yourself sick because they don't <laughs> all tie together and all you kind of got to break them off in the threes, almost. That's yeah. the way I break them off in my head. You got one, two, three, four, three, six, seven, th- seven, eight, and, eh, and then nine and ten are kind of I don't know. Once you have, after eight, it's when Paramount loses the rights, it goes really off the
1: rails. Yeah. So until you get to my number one. Yep, and I know that, which is Friday
0: the Thirteenth on nine. Yep, I the fi- remake. I figured that night. I had this at, where did I have this? Because I did have it pretty high. I think it was your five. I'm mean, I, number five. And I really like this movie, actually. I really shouldn't sell, like, say it's, like, worse than Jason Lives or anything, because, like, this really is a good movie. But you should talk about it, because I know you love this movie.
1: I do love it. And again, I know there's going to be a lot of purists out there, because my two are, you know, my top two are Freddy vs. Jason and the 09 remake, which are the newest films, and Recency Bias and Technology, all that stuff. But honestly, if you just look at this film, I really think they killed it. You cannot talk about acting because listen, it's Friday the 13th. There has never, ever been an Oscar nominee for any of the Friday the 13th But films. I think you want the bad acting, and I think they kind yeah. of cheese it up on purpose
0: with the uh, teenagers in this movie. The yeah. Way they are. And, I think that's
1: intentional. Yeah, and I think that they do a really good job of making them, you know, they have every stereotype. They got the nerds who want the hot girl and the douchebag guy who cheats on his girlfriend, and then the mysterious stranger who the main girl falls for. All the tropes you can find are here, but most importantly, Jason, is scary in this film mm-hmm. he is not an idiot he is not some clown walking around looking like a doofus he is big he is imposing and you learn that while he was living on his own in this wilderness he was learning to hunt so that he could eat so he's great with the machete he's great with a bow he's agile he can run he is a survivalist he's not a zombie idiot halfwit. Yeah. he is a survivalist who is scared and pissed off at people on his property. That's basically what he is. Don't blame him for that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I what I
0: like about and first of all, you passed by, but that one harpoon gun kill. Oh, fantastic. For the eye? Ugh, that's one of my favorite kills in the entire series. Fantastic. Uh, My biggest flaw with this movie is actually nothing to do with Jason himself. I do not like how this movie looks, like how Mm -hmm. it was filmed. I don't like the filters they put over it, but it's very much of the time. But Jason, I love that Jason can hunt, and that he's smart, and that he moves. Because, you know what? We have 11 movies before this where we get to see dumb, dumb Jason. I like to see Jason actually be a step ahead, like you've come into his environment now. And you know what he's gonna do? He doesn't appreciate that one bit. You know, we take all the... kind of combine a bunch of different things about Jason into one movie and Mm. I really do appreciate that we get homages and I really do enjoy this movie and I understand why it's your number one I kind of had a feeling this might go up your list because I know you do love this movie and that means we didn't talk about one Friday the 13th movie which I guess dropped
1: off your list too because I think this was on it last time Uh, not only Johnny and this is when I said (laughs) that there was a surprise in store for you not only was it on my list it was so high on my list that you almost disowned me as a cousin, because it was like my number three. It was very high. So, and it did not make my cut at all this time after rewatch. And that's
0: Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes a Trip to Manhattan. Because yeah. I, and right, did you notice all the leaps and logic in this? So Crystal Lake, it's called Camp Crystal Lake, but somehow they get from Camp Crystal Lake, which is in New Jersey. Uh, New York is not very far from New Jersey. It's actually very, very close. Yeah. Uh, So, to take a trip from the lake, makes no sense. There's no outlet. Uh, (laughs) So, basically, the whole movie takes place on a ship, and it really doesn't even take place in Manhattan until the very end. Now, when they get to Manhattan, I enjoy this movie.
1: Yeah. It's just that it's not a lot of the movie. No, and that was one of the criticisms you had the first time we shot it, where I said, oh, Jason takes Manhattan. You said, no, it's Jason takes a ferry to Manhattan. Yeah. (laughs) So, I get it. Um, and when I rewatched it, you're right. If it's like an hour and 30 minutes, an hour and 15 is the boat. Yeah. And and at one point, the boat sinks. Or, yeah. Like And they all leave. And they end up like, I don't know, at the Statue of Liberty or Ellis Island, one of those things. And Jason somehow ended up... This guy must just weigh like, 18 tons and just walk at the bottom of the ocean. Because you never see him swim. No. Like, is he breaststroking? Is he just regular? He's or- never moving quick anytime you see him. Only time he ever
0: moves fast is, like, he works up his just fucking anger and strength to blow through doors. Yeah. he blows through doors in this movie, too, as well. Yep. I, 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 oh, my God. It's no, a-
1: it, it's terrible. It's, it's honestly, if you did want to watch this film, just fast forward till they land in Manhattan, because then it gets hilarious. And where, it gets really good. <laughs> yeah, he's like, beating up gang. He becomes a vigilante almost. Of course, they're not in Manhattan. They're in
0: Canada, uh, which is where <laughs> they do a lot of these movies. I've re- you know, even Scream 6. Scream 6? Oh, really? It's Canada. Okay, they always go to Canada, they never actually go film in New York because we live in New York and New York is a very expensive state with very little tax breaks. So yeah. you go to Canada, and they'll take care of you. They'll be like, Well, it's not New York, yeah, but it looks like New York, and it's yeah. like, Yeah, well, we'll fix it. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, and I mean, listen, it's it's fine, but again. Of the entire franchise, the two that didn't make my cut were Ghost to Hell and Manhattan, because those are ones genuinely you never, ever need to see, Mm -hmm. and you will not be missing a thing about this film. I mean, I agree 100%. Um, I uh,
0: The only one that missed my list other than Jason Goes to Hell was uh, The New Blood, which was uh, Jason's Firestar. So that, um, okay, that yeah. one, but you know what? To be fair, I haven't rewatched that one yet. Before. I'm up to that in my rewatch, so that could okay. possibly move up my list, but from the last time I watched it, which was a couple years ago still hated it but you never know things change like you you just your list got flipped upside down and spun around so yeah
1: completely different and i want to say one more thing in closing about this because i've been thinking about a lot because we talked about this remake and everything okay and i want to spit to you my idea for the remake are you ready yes i think you'll like it so halloween Right? Just got all... It got a new trilogy. Halloween, Halloween kills, Halloween ends. I love the father-son story in Halloween ends. Okay, right. We don't talk about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are going to do a trilogy. It's going to be just like the 09 remake, but forget the 09 remake. We'll pretend whatever. We got to just disconnect from it. I don't think we recast the mom. I don't think we redo the whole thing in the first one. I don't think we need it to not be Jason. I think we just maybe show a little flesh in the game like the 09 remake did, just to set the f- foundation for it. We get bag Jason in the first one, goes on a rampage. Okay. Okay. He with you. Kills everyone with his bag, just like part two. Okay. Final girl, same exact thing. Part two of the trilogy. So that's it, that's the film. You get Jason in his bag head, killing all these people at the camp and whatever after his mom was murdered. That's it. It gets its camp blood name, the whole nine yards. Part two, we get Tommy and his family, right? All right, I like it. Now, remember, Tommy, and I don't know how they totally botched this, Tommy liked masks. He did, he was making masks, that was his thing. So make Tommy have the hockey mask, forget that stupid goofball
0: guy. I know, that's true, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess, I don't know, the original reason why in part four they had the masks was as an homage to Tom Savini. Okay. So they were like trying to make a
1: kid who was in the mask like Tom Savini was into the effects and special effects and makeup, so. There's our part two for the remake. Tommy Jarvis making masks. But maybe he's got a couple. You could even, I mean, if you, you have the rights and stuff, you could throw like a little, oh, look, there's a Michael Myers mask on the wall. What, I don't know that you will, but if you could, whatever, Freddy's glove in the background, whatever you want to do. But make Tommy have the mask. That's pivotal because then everything kind of follows suit from part four with him, right? Mm-hmm. And Jason, you know, escapes the morgue, comes out. He's on his way to Crystal Lake, killing all these people in the rentals. Tommy is the one who foils his plan, but it's important that the hockey mask comes from Tommy because that's going to be the tie. So Tommy now in part three, after we think he's dead, gets out of the psych ward or whatever, he needs to make sure he's dead because he feels guilty. Because now he keeps seeing pictures and stuff in the news about Jason with one of his masks on. So Tommy feels this guilt like, oh my god, I helped create this monster. The mask that everyone's afraid of is my mask. And it's a leap and a stretch and maybe not that important, but I like it as a connection. I think it would actually work really well. Then part three, older Tommy goes to kill him he's not dead. You could do whatever you want to do. Maybe, what I was thinking to make him a little bit more scary and a little bit less doofy is maybe Tommy goes to the gravesite to see if he can, just to make sure he's dead. And maybe there's a bunch of idiots who are, you know, like satanic worshipers who want to bring him back to life and they do some sort of ritual on him. Because to me, then if he comes back to life from like a satanic ritual, it makes sense why he won't die. Yeah. yeah
0: no, that would, at least that way. And it does give us that logic. At least, I mean, obviously we, that can't happen, but at least yeah. it gives some
1: logic within the film. Yeah. So, so then he, and Tommy's there just like in part six, or yeah, six, where he like is sitting there watching and he sees Jason come out of the grave. He sees these satanic guys sacrificing whatever, blood and all that, and Jason comes to life, slaughters them. Now the movie is Tommy battling the sheriff who's like, you lunatic, you're scaring everyone. Even go back to, oh, we named it Forrest Green, Whatever. Basically, do that story. Make the trilogy the Tommy Jarvis story that it should have been. I agree. That's actually a great fucking idea. If you guys like that, get Blumhouse on the line and,
0: like, come on, give Dennis a call. He's got some good ideas that could actually make the Friday... And people want more Friday the 13th. It's just been stuck in development and rights hell, where everybody wants a little piece of this Friday the 13th Which, you all get nothing if you keep fighting, so I don't understand the point of this.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I really don't either. But I think that way it sets it up. It's a nice, neat little trilogy. Remake it, so Jason's scary. And then this way, if you do decide, let's keep making films, it makes sense that he's alive, because he was raised up by these satanic people, and you can carry that over. And I think the satanic thing, it adds a little bit more of like an edge to Jason, instead of being like this half-wit dummy roaming around, he's brought back to life by evil forces from hell kind of thing, which I think will just lend itself nicely to him being a little bit of more of a force and a presence, and it also kind of helps explain away by the time we get to, you know, part 9 or 10 of the newest ones, why he's still alive.
0: Yeah, which, you know, we, we kind of just don't question that, and they kind of don't want you to question that,
1: but yeah. it's nice if they can give
0: us a logical reason. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Yeah. So, we hope you guys enjoyed this list. Let us know your top 10 lists in the comments section below, and then while you're down there, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, head out to your local lake, and hopefully you don't get killed by a serial killer, and while you're there, tell your friends about us and the serial killer, and we'll be seeing you around. <laughs>